0: The service of prayer and preaching for St. James the Elder Apostle, July 25th, 2021. The opening hymn is LSB 518 by All Your Saints in Warfare, verses 1, 21, and 3.
1: Jesus forevermore be blessed for you have won the battle that they might wear the crown and now they shine in glory reflected. O Lord, for James we praise you who fell to Herod's sword. He drank the cup of suffering and thus fulfilled your word. Lord, curb our vain impatience for glory and for fame. Equip us Such sufferings as glorify your name. Then let us praise the Father and worship God the Son. And sing to God the Spirit, Eternal Three in One, till all the ransomed number fall down before the throne, ascribing power and glory and praise to God.
0: This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord
1: God is my strength and my son, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, has become my salvation.
0: A reading from Acts the 11th and 12th chapters. Now in these days prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch and one of them named Agabus stood up and foretold by the spirit that there would be a great famine over all the world. This took place in the days of Claudius So the disciples determined everyone according to his ability to send relief to the brothers living in Judea. And they did so, sending it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword, and when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the days of unleavened bread. And when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introit is verses from Psalm 89, the antiphon coming from Psalm 119. The introit is verses from Psalm 89, the antiphon coming from Psalm 119.
1: I will speak of your testimonies before kings, O Lord and shall not be put to shame. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exalt in your name all the day, and in your righteousness are exalted. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I will speak of your testimonies before kings, O Lord, and shall not be put to shame.
0: A reading from Romans, the eighth chapter. We know that for those who love God, all things worked together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. is the one who died, more than that who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And a reading from Mark the 10th chapter, And James and John the sons of Zebedee came up to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Continue with the Common Responsory on page 263. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it, Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. We continue with the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we remember St. James the Elder, Apostle. The Treasury of Daily Prayer highlights a few historical points. St. James and his brother John, sons of Zebedee and Salome, were fishermen in the Sea of Galilee who were called with Peter and his brother Andrew to follow Jesus. In the Gospel lists of Jesus' disciples, James is listed following Peter and preceding John. Together, these three appear as leaders of the Twelve. Because James precedes John, it's reasoned that James is the elder of the brothers. The Book of Acts records that James was beheaded by Herod Agrippa I, probably between A.D. 42 and 44. Thus, James is the first of the Twelve to die a martyr. One of the standout teaching points in the Gospels concerning James we hear from Mark today. James and his brother have a request of Jesus. To put the best construction on this, we might say that they were thinking of earthly things. They believed Jesus had to die. And so this request is one that is simply looking out to continue the teachings of Jesus. What we learn is that their request is asked in ignorance. But the ten weren't happy with James and John. They were blinded in their own prideful spirits of death. They were far from putting the best construction on anything. Jesus rebukes the ten strongly. You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many." This week at VBS, we learned three important Hebrew words. Kached, which means to hide, Pane, which means face, and Ruach, which means spirit, breath, or wind. The sinful nature doesn't like to be exposed. It would rather cover its own shame. Adam sought to cover his nakedness with a leaf. James tried to cover his shameful pride for power with a simple request. James spoke with the same God as Adam, and in the same way had his sin exposed. God desires to speak with man face to face, and in the judgment of sin, a promise was given. The gospel was spoken. Adam was promised a Savior who would crush Satan's head, and James here hears Jesus is that seed who will give his life as a ransom for many. The importance of spirit, breath, and wind is how the church lives. Wind is abundant in Iowa. Thus, we're given ample reminders for the Holy Spirit's work. This word in Hebrew also means breath, and with your breath, Wind moves through your vocal cords, producing words. It's precisely here where James is caught in words of death. His words are not pronounced by the Spirit of God, but from a prideful spirit of death, as well are the the rest of the apostles. At first, the law Jesus speaks <clears throat> seems to be, don't be proud, ambitious. That is, certainly the lesson the ten take. Jesus highlights the Gentiles, and there are many examples where we see this tyrannical spirit of death in the scriptures. The Medes, also known as the Persians, were famous for this sort of abuse. Their kings ruled over them as tyrants, thinking they were gods. This is our default American way of thinking about one man ruling over another. We think of kings, dictators, and abuses of power. This is America's mother's milk, propaganda first introduced to entice us to rebel against the king in England and since used to justify every war, especially the Cold War since. But there are more Gentiles in the world than the Persians. There were also the Greeks. They ruled over one another by another mob called Democracy. The Athenian mob condemned Socrates to death because he was uppity. His trial is strikingly like that of our Lord's. The ten want to keep James and John in their place. They thought James and John were uppity. They got rebuked because they, the ten, were seeking to rule over the two. The Sons of Thunder were actually handled rather delicately. Their request was respected. They do not know what they're asking, but nonetheless they're asking for a noble thing. If James and John overstepped their bounds a bit, at least it is in the way of apostles asking to be at our Lord's side, to be a part of his kingdom. The ten, not the two, were conceited. They were stupidly jealous in their demand for equality, their fear of being under anyone else or never wanting anyone to rise. They were like playground bullies who beat up the smart kids until the smart kids start acting dumb. This is a hard lesson for us. We instinctively think of the virtues of democracy. It is hard for us to think that democracies would ever be evil. But the Weimar Republic, not so different in form than our government, elected Adolf Hitler and empowered him to nationalize the country and enact his terrible laws. So also was slavery endorsed and promoted by our own democracy, as well as other crimes. To this day, in our country, by the work of our democracy, abortion is not a crime, but receives federal funding and is upheld as medicine. Well does the psalm sing, Put not your trust in princes in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever. All forms of government are subject to abuse and have their weaknesses. Look again at the admonition of Jesus toward the ten. The problem is not that the two are uppity, but that the ten are jealous and want to keep them down. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the law of God shines on your hearts, calling you to repent. Not only are you not better than other people, but there are, in fact, people better than you. People smarter, harder working, busier, kinder, more generous. Don't take that away from them. Don't try to pretend it isn't so. Instead, strive to be like them. Make no mistake, there is law here also for the sons of thunder. Jesus tells them, you will drink the cup of sorrow, of unjust punishment. You will be martyred and thus purified of ambition. They too are admonished and called to repent. Life is hard. Cancer comes. Depression threatens. Children leave. Pain is constant. Death is ever-present. You are not above your master. The cross is mandatory. All disciples carry a cross. Do not rebel against it, but take it up. And follow Jesus. Learn to be content, to trust that God is good in the midst of sorrow. You do not get to choose your own cross or your own glory. God is too good for that. He knows you better than yourself. Knows you better than yourself. That law and threat, that accusation and call to repentance has but one goal it drives you to the pure, perfect, unshakable holy promise of God. You do not drink the cup alone. The cup you drink in holy communion and in sorrow is the cup he drank. The death you die in holy baptism and in your daily struggle against your fallen flesh is the death he has died for you. The sorrow you endure is a purification, a realigning, a holy chastisement. Almost a year ago when the wind blew blew and (laughs) destroys the earthly trees and homely treasures we held so dear... We were reminded that real eternal treasures are God's word and sacrament, where moth and rust destroy, and thieves cannot break in and steal. In these things and more, we are brought by the Spirit to wisdom. Wisdom, Jesus, comes through suffering. But even more than that, you will come through death and follow Jesus in the resurrection. Your treasure is in heaven. This is not your home. Jesus says to James and John, You will be my men, my ambassadors, sent with my authority in my name, and come home to my home when you have been baptized in the baptism with which I am baptized. So also there is gospel here for those who have made democracy a God, for the envious ten, for Americans, for even you, brothers and sisters. For never was a man more excellent than all of us at our best than the Lord Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Without sin he came to be with us face to face, to bring us face to face with God. He hid himself under the form of simple man and exposed his glory on the cross. He endured our fallen breath, suffered our poisoned words, bore our petty remarks and slander and all manner of sins, allowed us to drag him down to make the first the last until he served us with his death, handing over his life for us, ransoming us out of hell and lifting us up to his own rightful place with his father, forgiven, restored, cleansed, free. He became a slave of all that you would be first. He gave his life as a ransom that you would be rescued. This is better than being equal, because the Lord doesn't redeem us into some communist utopia where everyone is the same, but rather into a paradise where everyone is free to be who he really is. When Peter, James, and John see Moses and Elijah in heaven and the Mount of Transfiguration, they recognize them. Moses and Elijah retain their personalities, their characteristics. They are still themselves, only more so. For now they are redeemed and confirmed in bliss. They are their true selves without sin or selfishness as they were meant to be. There is great joy in this. The ten were envious. The two were ambitious and proud. All were sinful, but none, not even Judas, was unredeemable. Jesus did not give up on them. He did not brainwash them either. He let them be themselves. He uncovered their hiddenness. He spoke with them face to face. He gave them his Holy Spirit. He rebuked them, but he also forgave them. His cleansing is not a change in substance any more than changing out of dirty clothes and taking a bath is. He simply strips away the false stuff, the confusion, the corruption, the sin. It washes down the drain and into the sewer to mingle with the blood that flowed down Golgotha and into Gehenna. What is left is what he created, and he declares it to be good. This means your loved ones will still be your loved ones in heaven. You will still love them there for the same reasons you love them now, only more purely, more fiercely, more truly. It also means the personality and gifts the Lord has given you are not accidental, but purposeful. Not everyone will be the same in heaven. We will not all be equal. The twelve will sit on twelve thrones, and someone, it seems, will sit on our Lord's right and on his left. And it will be good even if we think on earth that it is not fair. What a wonderful irony it would be if, having asked in Jesus' name, we find in heaven that St. James, the first of the twelve to be martyred, and St. John, the last, were seated there, on our Lord's right and left, with their mother, Salome, beaming in perfect grace behind them, and we in perfect harmony sing with them, Christ, the life of all the living, Christ, the death of death, our foe, who thyself for me once giving to the darkest depths of woe, though through thy sufferings, death and merit, I eternal life inherit. Thousand, thousand thanks shall be, dearest Jesus, unto thee. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing hymn, L.S.B. 420, Christ, the life of all the living.
1: depths of woe through thy sufferings death and merit I eternal life inherit thousand thousand thanks shall be dearest Jesus unto thee thou art thou taken on thee bonds and stripes a cruel rod pain and scorn were heaped upon thee O thou sinless son of God Thus didst thou my soul deliver from the bonds of sin forever. Thousand, thousand thanks shall be, dearest Jesus, unto thee. Thou hast borne the smiting only, that my wounds might all be whole. Thou hast suffered sad and lonely, Rest to give my weary soul. Yea, the curse of God enduring, blessing unto me securing. Thousand, thousand thanks shall be, dearest Jesus on. Heartless scoffers did surround thee, Treating thee with shameful scorn, And with piercing thorns they crowned thee, All disgrace thou Lord hast borne, That as thine thou mightest own me, And with heavenly glory, Thousand thousand things shall be dearest Jesus unto thee, thou hast suffered men to bruise thee that from pain I might be free. Falsely did thy foes accuse thee. Thence I gain security. Comfortless thy soul did languish. Me to comfort in my anguish. Thousand thousand thanks shall be. Dearest Jesus, Son. Thou hast suffered great affliction and hast borne it patiently, even death by crucifixion fully to atone for me. Thou didst choose to be tormented, that my doom should be Prevented thousand thousand thanks shall be dearest Jesus unto thee then for all that wrought my pardon for thy sorrow. dying for that last triumphant cry, and shall praise the Lord, on high.
0: In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, Let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. O gracious God, your servant and apostle James was first among the twelve to suffer martyrdom for the name of Jesus Christ. Pour out upon the leaders of your church that spirit of self-denying service, that they may forsake all false and passing allurements and follow Christ alone, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: Christ has been raised from the dead, Alleluia, Alleluia. Christ, our Passover lamb, Has been sacrificed, Raised from the dead, He will never die again. Death has no more dominion, Over Him Christ has been raised from the dead Alleluia Alleluia Dying, Christ dies to sin once for all Living, He lives to God yourselves as dead to sin and alive to God. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ has been raised from the dead. All
0: Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and Merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 688, Come, Follow Me, the Savior spake.
1: the way, a godly life displaying, I bid you walk as in the day, I keep your feet from straying, I am the way and will I show, now you must sojourn here. Soul with love is glowing, and gracious words my lips express with meekness overflowing. My heart, my mind, my strength, my all to God I yield on Him. I teach you how to shun and flee, what harms your soul's salvation, your heart from every guile to free from sin and its temptation, I am the refuge of the soul, and lead heavenly goal, Then let us follow Christ our Lord, and take the cross appointed, and firmly clinging to his word, in suffering beyond undaunted. strain the ground of history.